And a very good morning to the cool Dr. Mostert. How are you doing? Wait, let me try that again, because you were talking to yourself. How's it, Monet? <laughs> talking to yourself is not so bad. Uh, I'm very well indeed. You know, good to be back. It's great to have you back, man. So today, of course, is UNESCO World Art Day. Mm. So let's talk about why it's important. I mean, why is art important for, for innovation? I think I know the answer, yeah. but let me ask it anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, this is, uh, this is a fairly recent development, actually, that uh, UNESCO um, has the celebration to promote uh, ideas around art, the development, the, the fusion, the enjoyment of it. Um, this is all since 2019, and it really came... Um, Sort of from the idea that that art brings something that that you just can't find in a spreadsheet, and from an innovation perspective, what artists bring is an artistic mindset, and that is so distinct from what I've described before. I think on the show as a spreadsheet mindset, and the power of that artistic mindset releases. So many uh, intellectual benefits around creativity, imagination. We can discuss all of these. Um, and, and that is the most powerful link uh, to innovation. It's, it's you know, you, you innovate in a spreadsheet and you, you, you get arrested by Scopa. You, you, you innovate mm-hmm. like an artist. And, um, and of course, we, we've seen um, in the last few years also uh, how people like Steve Jobs, a sort of obvious example, um, you know, but how people introduce the world of art through the mindset of the artist into the world of business, which is so often associated with the spreadsheet. And connecting these two worlds is really what unleashes the innovation. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? Because how, I mean, if you just think about it, um, and, and what part of the brain actually deals with innovation, um, it's mm. not the one who sits in the boardroom with a, with a, with, with a, a tie um, strangling no. you. Um, <laughs> but it certainly does flow when you're in the shower and you're relaxed and the other part of your brain, what do they call it, the limbic system, is hard yeah. at work, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, that's right. I mean, I think um, the, the, the brain is such a complex structure that you really, of course, want to use uh, the so-called whole brain. I think mm. we've moved on from the sort of metaphor of the left and right brain, mm. um, you know, but you're, you're absolutely right. You want to access various parts of the brain. And in fact, um, by engaging in some sort of artistic endeavor, you're in fact stimulating those parts of the brain. And that, that's key. So practice is important. I don't mean practice like, you know, see if you can get better. I, I mean, the implementation of it um, is essential. So one of the things that artists bring, for example, you and I have discussed this many times, yep is that they're not so afraid to make a mistake, right? It's not, um, it's not you've got a sort of once-off opportunity here and then that's the end of it. They're willing to experiment, something that's featured very strongly in our series here on innovation. They're willing to experiment. And when I say artists, I don't just mean painters. Of course, I mean the whole gamut uh, of artists, whether they're dancers or authors or poets or... Um, you know, rap artists, uh, sometimes a contradiction in terms. Um, but yeah, speaking of rap artists, even Jay-Z, um, you know, sings uh, in, um, what is it, Picasso Baby, um, about how he thinks of his art 
um, you know, in, in, a, in a way similar to how Picasso has challenged uh, the status quo. And so that's another dimension of art, that, that artists, um, artists don't, I mean, we've gone beyond the sort of realist era where we try to paint pictures the, the way that the world really looks. You know, we, we're in a, in a period of art that's been around for maybe 150 years or so, where people are really challenging what we think is real. And, well, why is that important? Well, poverty is real, um, and it's actually a reality we don't want to accept, and we shouldn't accept. Inequality is real. Yep. Corruption is real. There are many ills in the world, and artists are, are willing to go beyond what is real and, in fact, kind of probe the social conscience. They confront us uh, typically with, um, with these challenging ideas, and that pushes us. Um, to question whether we should just accept the way the world is or whether we can imagine an alternative world that requires innovation. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for those who, and this is the problem, Mornay, people still look down on those who want to get involved in the arts. Mm, and and, yeah, and, yeah. and and it, 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 it is a, a, a massive, massive uh, bugbear of mine. Because when yep. they think of the arts, they they think about drawing and painting, and there's nothing wrong with those, by the way. But just even sure. even even having those skill sets, right, puts you in a position to help businesses communicate more effectively. Indeed, as opposed to wall to wall and oh my word, the 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 the, the PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, well, you, you know, I'm a closet fan of PowerPoint. I'm, I'm sure you I'm trying, are. <laughs> I'm trying to, <laughs> no. to get it to make a comeback. But um, but you're you're right. Of course, you know the the whole move in the last 15 years or so to move beyond text mm. and text-rich means of persuasion. And, and and you and I have discussed various methodologies, including story, for example, as a method. Um, the, you know, the artist, whether through artistic uh, vocabulary or, you know, or imagery, um, you know, or even abstraction, you know, can really challenge the way we, we do this. And actually, there's there's an increasing body of research on this. Um, there's, um, I mean, if people are looking for something to read on this, one thing I would I would suggest is is have a look at a book by Austin Kleon called Steel Like an Artist. Yeah. Steal like an artist, where he, he kind of, you know, uh, busts the myth on this idea that that just as with any kind of innovation, artistic inspiration is a sort of bright light three o'clock in the morning, and and he argues that it's really just about finding connections between things that you haven't connected before, and he traces a whole history of art, and sees how even artists that we consider to be highly original in fact, connected things that were lying around at the time. But that's part of the sort of artist mindset. They look around. You know, they don't just look straight ahead like little soldiers. They look around. And in the looking around, that part of their mindset, they are then able to see mm. things that haven't been connected. Mm. Think about the Steve Jobs yes. um, calligraphy and, and text design. And um, and by making those connections, they are in fact being innovative. 
No, absolutely. Absolutely. But then how do you install this and inculcate it and where do you start with it? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, this is, this is important. It's one thing for us to talk about all these things we need. Sure. sure. <laughs> right? But yeah. that journey has to start at different points, obviously, yeah. depending on, on who we're talking about. But yeah. it needs to be anchored, I, I would imagine, at a grassroots level, which the education system does not always yeah. do. I say not always. No, no, no. I mean, I wouldn't hold my breath there. I, I think, um, and I think it's a missed opportunity. I think there are more, there are sort of educational institutions that are waking up to this idea. Um, but I, I think from a, from a, from a, if we, we always look at these various levels on, uh, on the show, it's like the big corporates, you know, the government, the medium-sized enterprise, the small entrepreneurs. You know, I, I, we've had sessions, very, very practical sessions, where this is going to sound almost nothing like art, but a process that helps people to connect the spreadsheet with the world of the artist. Literally now, Kino, we would make a list in a column in Excel, like a list of random things in your world, and then another list of random things in your world in the next column. And then what we would ask people to do is, what's the connection between 1A and 1B? I've never thought about that. Mm. It's so practical, so unbelievably practical. Yes. We've had other experiments with senior executive sessions that, you know, where I've said to them, there's a connection between anything and anything else. And I go, oh, we're cynical, tough-bearded, you know, um, uh, you know, what's all this art connection nonsense? And then we would do an experiment. And I would literally say to a group of 20 or 30 people, give me any concept you want. Someone would say orange or balloon or whatever. And someone else give me any other idea. And, you know, they'd say, I don't know, bath oil or whatever. And we'd say, okay, well, how are these two things connected? And the amazing reaction we get on people's faces when they go, wow, you can actually connect these two things. And it takes about five seconds. And so artists have this ability. Think about, you know, think about, um, think about uh, Picasso, let's say, or you know, it's really almost reinvented the way we thought about three dimensions, or um, you know, the impressionists, or, or whoever it is, Cubist. You know, they have this ability to play, to experiment with new connections. So I would say, I mean, if if you're starting a business, you think, what 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 could I do today? There's a very practical exercise. Make a list of problems. And then the same list of problems, you copy and paste into the next column, and you literally go, how are these two columns connected? Mm. And you go one by one. There's a very practical uh, method. But then what I would also say is, you know, a few years ago, we had this rise of the maker movement. Mm. And it's a fantastic um, idea because it gets you into rapid prototyping uh, habits. And, you know, you're willing to be creative and innovative in making the early prototype version of the idea that you have. And that's what artists do a lot of. They start. They start. They don't wait for the painting to be perfect somewhere in their heads or on a spreadsheet, and then they copy it onto the canvas. They start. Whether it's a poem or a book, you know, that author starts writing a piece of literature. You start. You don't have the entire thing mapped out before you start. And the maker movement, I think, in innovation was very yeah. powerful because it got people just to start, make mistakes, refine, start again, make mistakes, start again. Well, that's exactly it. And I also would like people who are within the maker movement um, to, to, to share that. Mm. Because traditionally we get taught, oh, gosh, you know, you can't fail you. And we've mentioned this before, so I'm not going to label yeah. it. Um, yeah. You can't fail. But the, the lovely thing about the maker movement is you've got the tools with which to fail and improve. 
Yeah. And whether it's, um, I mean, the, if, if we talk about the maker movement, we can look at anything from, um, I mean, any any tool, uh, 3D printers, for example. Uh, yeah. Anybody who's yeah. ever operated a 3D printer, right, <laughs> will tell you it's not plain sailing. There's so yeah. many things you have to figure out, but the satisfaction you get out of actually trying things, failing, yeah. being frustrated, checking to see what you did wrong, then trying again, but you're driven by yeah. this, 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 this need to want to solve the problem. I, I compare yeah. it to playing a, a game. You know, so if you're playing Mario Brothers or you're playing F1 racing, you're going to crash yeah. your car. You're not going to put your controller down and go. Yeah. You're going yeah. to you're going to go out there and you're going to try and improve on that. And that is yeah. a mindset, I would imagine. That's exactly it is a mindset and that's why, you know, so much innovation comes from the outside. I may have spoken on the show about what we call the Primora principle. Mm. You know, it's mm. not inside. So so yeah. so much, you know, um, so much or so much innovation comes from outside the industry. Because those guys are willing to do exactly what you've described, entrepreneurs are willing to experiment. By the time you become a middle or senior manager in a large organization, you know, you've got spreadsheets and targets and, and measures to worry about. Yeah. And so the likelihood that, that any breakthrough innovation is going to come from that is almost zero. And you can see it in so many sectors um, that, that the breakthroughs very often come from the outside because the, the entrepreneurs have a different mindset. So so what that's led to is that, you know, large organizations, especially the sort of unicorn organizations coming out of Silicon Valley, but also some of them in South Africa have actually split out the artists from the spreadsheet. Mm. They've given them in some cases even their own building. Yes. Because to be an artist in a spreadsheet meeting can actually be very challenging. <laughs> yeah. And then some <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's right. And we sometimes work with clients and they say, we want this, we want, you know, on recruitment, you know, who's going to be the next guy? You know, we want someone who's, you know, a creative change maker, self-starter, individual. You know, the guy comes in, first meeting, he asks a question and the chairperson says, well, I, I guess you're new here. And that's the end of the interview. <laughs> well, the boss's desk is the best place for an innovative idea to go and die. It's really an innovation graveyard in too many organizations. Yeah. Um, so some organizations are just splitting it up. So I would say from a practice perspective, you need to give yourself space to be creative. Of course, it, you know, you can't expect your employer to fund all your mistakes. Um, yeah, but I mean, pe pe kind of... people can, can put budgets in place. <laughs> Businesses put yeah. budgets in place to allow for failure and mistakes. But it's interesting how how we see this rise of the kind of side hustle movement mm. that, you know, people with full-time jobs who work in spreadsheets most of the day, you know, have a side hustle where actually that creativity and innovation can flourish. And isn't it tragic? I mean, wouldn't you, if you had that person in your employ, mm. rather benefit from that kind of innovation internally? Of course, eventually it becomes a standardized process, but we're learning today. No, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Dr. Mone Mostert, he is the director at the Institute for Futures Research at Stellenbosch University. He's also part of the Club of Rome. <laughs> and uh, you can go and check it out. It's quite a cool organization. And we are talking about arts, the role of the arts. And, you know, I, I, I work in a, in a, in a tech-based environment, and I can tell you one thing. 
in many of these environments, the one thing that is sorely lacking, and not, not in every one of them, is this creative ability. Mm. And mm. it's one thing to sit and, you know, you've got a, you've got a, you've got a, um, a product owner, you've got a project manager, you've got the client who wants to do this, that, and the other thing, and you've got the, the, the coders and developers who do some really amazing work. But when it comes to ideation, when it comes yeah. to, you know, creating a product that's going to wow, when it comes to thinking out of the box, you do need another dynamic. Now, not for one second saying coders aren't. It's a bit like saying accountants are boring. Not all of them are boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you do need someone who thinks out of the box, who doesn't always think in code. But, yeah. you know, I always call it thinking with the heart, but an educated yeah. thinking with yeah. the heart, if you know yes. what I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that that's right. You need what we call in complexity theory multiple partial views. So many yeah. views, all of them admittedly related to a part. I mean, you don't necessarily want an artist to drive your spreadsheets either. You know, that's going to be a disaster. No. <laughs> um, so, so you know, there, there are roles. I think, and it's just that I think the role of the artist is is diminished. Mm. Um, I mean, if I'm being hypercritical, I would say that modern art has been its own worst enemy, you know. Um, mm. But, uh, but, but I, I do think you need, and, and then, I mean, you can almost do it. Some people remember the sort of De Bono thinking hats. You could almost think of it as a hat. Yeah. Um, and so, if you're leading a team now, so we've spoken about entrepreneurs, we've spoken about large ones. If you're leading a team as a manager. You almost want to make it explicit because it's so unusual. So you want to say, okay, guys, for the next five or ten minutes, let's think like an artist. How would an artist tackle this? What would an artist not be afraid of? Which boxes would they not worry about too much? And the reason that's important is that new competitor on the outside who is coming for you mm. is thinking exactly like this. Mm. They're thinking, where are you in a box that you're just too afraid to draw outside the lines of? Now, Mone, we've, re- we've just received a call from Devon very quickly. Mm. Um, uh, Devon's in Mulnerton. I keep saying that. People get upset when I call it Mulnerton. Um, ha- ha- <laughs> how's it, Devon? <laughs> G'day, guys. How's it going? Like, come on. Talk to us. Fantastic. Yeah. Just as regards to creativity and in business, it's something that is so sorely lacking because there's. Mm. I know that you share the same sentiment as I do, is that Africa is full of potential yep. and opportunities there. And unfortunately, the way that the system has been created and the systemic issues that we are experiencing and are drowned with in our country, it's dampened that creativity. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it draws back to a conversation that was had earlier as regards to the learned helplessness yeah. and how the opportunities that we see aren't always actively accessible to a lot of people. And that the fact that we're speaking about creativity, it's exactly what's needed in the entrepreneurial setting in a massive way. Um, because so I speak on behalf of my company, which is Philtech Institute for Entrepreneurship. That's exactly why we designed our course material to tap into the creativity side of, of thinking first. So that when you think, when you've got these, these ideas as to certain ways to monetize, and especially in art, um, and especially in, in um, yeah. your, your artisanal activities, mm. there's, a, there's a lack of the creativity in how to run 
and operate and access business as well. Exactly. And that is such a fundamental flaw in business models that has then grown into corporate as well. Mm-hmm. You think it Absolutely. And I, I just want to, with regards to payments as well and salaries, like as discussed earlier, it's, it's fantastic that creativity is now being brought to the fore mm-hmm. of the necessity in business and involving that creative thinking instead of dampening it. Exactly. Now we just need, now, now, now we just need to get the university professors in line. You know, they'll be sorted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> They're De- coming. They're coming. <laughs> Devin, uh, great call, Mornay. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, great to hear from someone who's also working with entrepreneurs and yep. and uh, giving us an assessment there. You know, I, I I think a lot of it has to do with. Um, you know, almost waiting for a license to be creative. Like you're, you're waiting for someone to give you a handwritten calligraphy uh, invitation. Go, please, why would you, you know, would you allow yourself to be creative? That's not going to happen. And that's, so art is one of the other things that artists bring is a kind of courage, you know. They, mm. They're courageous because they, they have this belief that they have a whole arsenal of ideas one of the things that art, that artists bring is, is that that belief in the well of creativity because they've practiced it so here's an idea oh you don't like that one here's another one you don't like mm. that one either i've got another thousand of these mm. keep going I, you can reject all of them i'm going to come back with another one mm. whereas i think with with far too many young people and i I mean, easy to blame the government, but I, I think the government-dependent mindset has contributed to this. I think, you know, we're trying to get it perfect. Now, hold on to those thoughts because I'm in a rap strand, wrapping up with Dr. Mornay Morstead. We even have – we know he's a Lady Gaga fan, right? So he sits in his car and um, – <laughs> I mean, you must actually go and check him out. Um, cool-looking oak. Um, and, and, and you just check him out online. Just go Dr. Mornay Morstead. Now I want you to picture this guy in his car. Uh, just bobbing around to Lady Gaga. So we'll get to that one. Um, but we are talking about art, innovation, how they're intricately, in, well, how they're intrinsically, sorry, uh, linked, and, you know, how one can even start developing it. Um, and and yeah. I think the one thing we didn't really get into into too much detail, which we can, is is how that actually links into strategic foresight, Mornay. Yeah. Mornay, but you were finishing yeah. off something before our our news and I stopped you there and uh, before I go to join Camp Spay I'm going to give you an opportunity to finish that well I think like all works of art we'll leave it unfinished okay <laughs> <laughs> let's go to joy then shall we <laughs> and so, I concur because art is actually infinite you can always improve that yes. is. Um, I phoned him to say that I've been performing art teacher my entire life mm. and mm. the truth is within the truth of the emotion, and and mm. because you are emotional and truthful to that emotion, mm. doesn't matter how you display that art or how you actually um, influence other uh, powers that be, that is where it actually lies. And when I used to teach my kids, I used to say, and I mean, I, I don't mean to sound insulting, but um, you actually become a psychologist in a way because you've got to understand so many different personalities, which is then an academia form of work so um that's where i'm coming from love it mm. okay. thank you so much and were, were, were you one of the highest paid teachers at school no you see here's the problem teachers that didn't 
have a South African degree and they didn't want to pay me. <laughs> you see, Joy, here's, here's my problem. The people who should be paid at school, the people who are actually doing the best work at school are the ones who are not getting paid. And quite frankly, I'd put a higher premium on a arts performing arts teacher, right, than... I would on, on, on pure academics, which and Amorna is going to beat me up with his PowerPoint. But um, you know how I feel about academics. Yeah. I, I, they've got a place, but everything needs to emanate from within. And you guys do that. Thank you for that. And just for people to always remember, you know, we're all individuals. Mm. And everybody has something to contribute, and especially the artists in every form. There's, it's yeah. a message. Mm. It's media, as I've always said. Joy, wonderful call. As I duck, I duck very quickly as the projector on which the PowerPoint has been presented has been swung in my direction. I successfully evade Mornay's swipe. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a lovely call about, about emotion, you know, and it, mm. it's one of those interesting from if you if you think about oppressive regimes around the world, one of the first groups they go for is the artists. Mm. It, isn't that interesting? Yes, it is. They don't go, okay, who knows spreadsheets? You're banned. No. Yeah. We ban the artists because they know they are comfortable with drawing outside the lines. Mm. And the one thing you cannot control is people's minds and their mm. creative output. And, of course, it's enormously emotive and powerful. Think about the spear painting, the famous spear painting yes. in South Africa, and how enormously provocative that was. Agree or disagree with it, but it, it really does um, connect with the emotion. Very powerful. I just want to also add, you know, that we, you know, I, I, I think we should understand that also, you know, we are all artists. You know, to be an artist, I, you don't, it's not some special little group that you, and you have to be anointed to be an artist and allowed <laughs> into the world uh, of artists. Yeah. We all have it. Um, we've bored listeners with how kids have creativity and how it's sort of spreadsheeted out of them. I should be careful with that word. Um, <laughs> but um, we, we all have this capacity uh, for creativity and innovation. You need to give yourself time, dedicate time to it, even whether you are an entrepreneur or an employee or a manager in any size enterprise. Give it time and your mind will fill the space with creative ideas. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, Mornay, where is the Lady Gaga link in all of this? Well, it's really fascinating how, um, as I said before, artist is, to be an artist is not just a painting. And, of course, um, we've, got, um, we've got artists in all their various forms, including in popular music. And I, I've spoken about how Jay-Z has, has uh, thought about the work of Picasso and his, in his own paintings with lyrics, if that makes sense to you. Yep. And one of the other uh, popular artists who really is, is interested in the idea of art, and you can just see it from, the, uh, from what she's called herself, um, is Lady Gaga. Now, with, I mean, she's almost deliberately... Um, artistic and provocative. And she says in one of her songs, um, one second, I, I am a kunst. I am a piece of art. Then suddenly, the art is me. Pop culture was an art. Mm. Now art is a pop culture in me. And that comes from Lady Gaga's song, Applause. <laughs> 
Okay, now you've done your research, you've um, went on to Google search, you hit images, you see Monet Mostard. Now picture him in his car, Ferrari F20, <laughs> popping around as he pulls away. Here's Lady Gaga, brought you by Monet Mostard. <laughs> Applause, applause, applause. Yes, and there we go, Mornay. Wonderful. Gave me a great excuse to play music. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I've got a message here. Someone says, people have Googled you. Um, I, I see his hair shaking, Keto. Lots of laughs. <laughs> oh, my word. I love these discussions with Mornay. Uh, Mornay, it's always a pleasure, man. <laughs> And applause, applause, applause. <laughs> and to you, sir. I'll close with a, with a famous quote about our little joke where the, the son says to his mother, Mom, when I grow up, I want to be an artist. And the mother says, well, son, you have to decide. You can't grow up and be an artist. <laughs> so let's not grow up too quickly. Oh, no, growing up is, I definitely think, Overrated. Dr. Borne Bostert, you must have a good one. I look forward to our next. <laughs> Dr. Borne Bostert is the director at the Institute for Futures Research at Stellenbosch University.